everyone. This is Dave DeBow here with another episode of the Property Profits Real Estate Podcast. And today, zooming in, I think from Florida. You're you're in Florida these days, is that right, Dan? I'm at Florida in the moment. I'll, I'll be in DC next week, though, so I get around. That's right. That's why I get confused because you're all over the East Coast. There, we've got our special guest, Daniel Lesniak. This is going to be really interesting conversation, you guys, because Dan is a busy guy. He's got a team of over 80 people working with him in his real estate realtor business, which he grows, which he grew hyper fast. That's kind of the that's that's Dan's shtick is hyper fast, and I think that definitely applies to everything he does. And he's also an active real estate entrepreneur, investor in his own right, focusing on boutique condo conversions, which we'll be talking about a little bit more in today's conversation. So Dan, welcome to the show and let us know, how did you get into this whole world of real estate investing in the first place? I had been interested in it ever since college. I, I read a lot of books on it. And I, I was in the Navy. I bought my first home in 2003 using the VA loan, so okay. 0% down. And that's how I got in. I was 23 at the time. I, I didn't become a realtor until about eight or nine years later. And by that time, I had already bought and sold and leased like, so I think six or seven homes. So I'd been pretty active in it as an investor prior to my real estate career. All right, very cool. So that's interesting. Why did you decide to add on being a realtor to being a real estate investor? And I've seen it go either way. You know, sometimes realtors get started as realtors and then they see all the money that some of their investor clients are making. They say, I I want some of that. And then I see folks that get started as real estate entrepreneurs and then get into the realtor game. Why did you make that click? It actually didn't come from me like seeing realtors as people that made a lot of money. I didn't I didn't know that. I knew as an investor you could. I came there actually after I would call it a year of rejection. So I did my time in the Navy, got my MBA part-time while working at the Pentagon, and then then I got a got a defense contracting job, which was okay, but not great. And I but I really thought the MBA would help me go get a one of these big strategy consulting jobs. And in 2010, 11, that time period, they weren't really hiring that much, maybe a little. And I kept getting rejected from those jobs. And then they all told me, well, operationally, technically you'd be okay, but we don't know about how good you'd beat the sales part. So go get sales experience. So the closest thing I had exposure to in that realm was what my realtors had done. So I bought in six homes. I decided to get my license and thought, I thought at first it would be something that I just did on the side or would do for family, friends, or, or help me with my own investment deals. And that business took off really, really fast for me. And then I kept, I kept adding to the investing part. So my first year I sold, I think, a little over $22 million in volume, but I, but I also bought two properties that year. So it just, it just became something that, that I did initially to to get sales experience right. and and then it really helped me accelerate what I did on the investing side and, and the more I've grown the sales team the more I've been able to grow what I do investing wise very cool and then you've have you found that you've applied what you learned in with your MBA towards your own business here as not just a realtor but I, I guess your own brokerage right because you got a bunch of realtors working under you I think the marketing and Strategy courses have helped me, and then the finance the finance courses have have helped as well. So that background definitely helps. 
you know, I, there's other ways to get that. Of course, you don't you don't have to go through that process, uh, right, to become a realtor investor. So there's a lot no, no, cheaper and quicker ways, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seems to have worked out pretty well for you, that's for sure. And now you're teaching all sorts of agents all over the place how to uh, grow their brokerages hyperfast as well. So that's that is fantastic. But let's talk a little bit. Let's switch gears. Let's talk about active investing in this whole boutique condo conversion thing you're doing because that's fascinating to me. So first of all, what the heck is a boutique condo conversion? What does that even mean? So these are condos. Our typical project size is 10 units to 25. I think I think we have one that's 35 units. So they're not they're not big, but they're they're not small. They're kind of in the middle, which is really good from a competitive market analysis, right? We're our deals are too big for your average mom and pop, you know, your your doctor, lawyer, accountant who took some courses like they they don't have the capital, the connections on the loan equity side or or the operational experience to do these kind of deals. Typically, they're also too small for the big companies to do. Mm -hmm. You're not going to see. Rates um, and whatnot getting involved. Yeah, they're not going to do things these small. They want more scale. So. Because of that, we're able to find deals with a lot of potential margin, and we're doing it in the DC market. We're buying old row homes, apartment, small garden apartments, or mixed use. I have a builder partner who's got 20 years experience, so that course is is super important. Yeah, and you know we're we're able to find these deals, get them permitted, and it's. You know, we I say conversion, but it really is ground up construction. Like it's usually everything is going to be completely brand new, and so we're making the quality better, and, and then we're getting density. We're getting more units out of it. So and basically, are you doing teardowns of these older older properties and just building from scratch? Right pretty from much. Sometimes we leave like maybe the walls up, but that's the most we would ever leave up. This is the walls. That's a fascinating idea. Hold that thought for a second. Hi there, this is Dave Debo, and real estate investors hire me to raise capital the right way. Why? Because most of them are stuck with too small of a portfolio, and they don't know how to attract investors and raise money for their deals. So I help them to connect, capture, and close their ideal money partners. Bottom line, when you've got a deal, you're going to have the capital to do it. So go ahead and book a no-cost capital clarity session with me at bookachatwithdave.com. Again, that's book at chatwithdave.com. Okay. All right. Very cool. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's sweet. So how long does it take you to go from, you know, concept final sale of one of these projects? Obviously each one is different, but what's kind of a typical time frame you're looking at from from the moment you get the property under contract till you it's sold out with your with your sales team. Yeah, the, the fastest we've ever done, I think, is about a year. That was on a six unit. That's pretty quick. Yeah. The bigger ones, 25 units, you know, we're projecting could take two years, maybe a little longer, depending on how fast the permitting process goes and if there's any delays along the way during construction. So anywhere anywhere from a year to, to just over two years is our typical length. So are these properties, well, they're all sorts of different properties, but if you're buying it a a small, an older apartment building situation. What about existing tenancies? What what happens in that situation? Like, are you able to get people moved on fairly easily? 
DC's got some tough laws around that. So we typically won't buy it or we'll put a contingency in there that protects us from buying it if the the current owner doesn't deliver it vacant. Uh-huh. So we we typically want them to be vacant with with the tenants signing away their TOPA rights. That's TOPA is a, a DC thing. It stands for Tenant Opportunity to Purchase Act. So the tenants have first right of refusal, which they can kind of use to drag out the process for a year or two. So yeah, we won't buy it unless that has been taken care of typically and, and it's it's vacant. That makes a lot of sense. So you give give the seller the headache of figuring out how to get it vacant for you. Yep. And it, it takes away a lot of the risk of, you know, because you if you if you bought it and they could really stop you for a year or so from doing anything, that's that's just a lot more in holding costs you're gonna have to pay. So this is just one way that we look at you know of de-risking it. So for the the finished product, what does it kind of look like? Are these, you know, three bedroom, two bath type properties, or what? What's the typical size? And yeah, they're they're a mix. So um, so some some built like our the six unit that we did under a year, they were all the same unit. You know, two two bed, two bath, nine hundred or so square feet. The top floors had rooftop decks. That was kind of the only variation. When we get up to like 10 units or more, we might have more variation. So we could have studios and one bedrooms that are in 500 to 600 or so square range, and two beds around 900. We've, we've got one project with three bedrooms that are going to be, I think that one, they average over 1500. So it just depends on the, the project, but you know, this is urban infill development. So we, they probably tend to be smaller than what a lot of people that don't live in cities are used to. Right, right. But for folks that do live in cities, or it's it's the norm, right? It's a nice, yeah. attractive new product. Yeah, very, very cool. And do you do you guys hold on to any of these, or it's just it's just basically all for sale purposes? You're you're not creating any. We we are holding on to some hmm. strategically. So it just it just depends on how the sales are going and what we think the rents would be and what we think the prices might be, you know, in two to five years from now. So that six unit deal, we, um, we just finished, for example, we, we paid off the bank and investors after the first four deals, we sold the fifth one. So that was profit slash cash flow, And then the, the sixth one, we're going to do a, a refinance on and, and then put a renter in there and sell it in, Hold it for a few probably, years. Yeah, I'd probably sell it in two to four years. Okay, very, very cool. So what would you say with this strategy with the boutique condo conversions? What are the what are the big pros of this in your mind? I think the the size, right? Like I mentioned earlier, you're too big for the small guys, too big for the yeah, too small for the big guys. Yeah. So so I think you're able to find deals with a little bit of a higher margin. It's still scalable. So right. we've in just a few years, we've gone from, uh, you know, a couple deals a year to 200 units in our pipeline. So it's it's enough that it it can be scalable and and you can find profitable deals with good margins and and also you're not you're not sinking all of your your you know resources into one deal. Like if you went out and did 100 unit building and something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. 
that's that's a lot to lose right or a lot to be tied up in you know where is this like we've got all projects going at a time if if we've got a delay on one well we've got the success of the others to to kind of get us through the delay on on something yeah i know that makes a lot of sense well that's interesting stuff hats off to you dan for doing such a good job with the with this strategy and focusing in on it now i know you do a lot of teaching and training for for realtors and real estate agents but you also do teaching and training for real estate investors and i think you're going to have a a summit going on at the beginning of the new year, at the beginning of 2022. Is that correct? We are at the end of January. I believe it's 31st down in Boca Raton, Florida. So great time to be down in Florida. We're going to do a one day event. My business partner built my builder partner and I, Sunil, are going to be uh, teaching investors. We're going to start with wholesaling. We're going to do rehabbing. And then we're going to talk about how to scale. So, you know, if you want to scale your, your, wholesaling, rehabbing, development business. So we're going we're gonna to do a little bit of kind of the whole spectrum of, you know, how to find deals, how to rehab them, and then how to, how to do bigger and more. Very nice. And if people want to find out more about that, maybe join you, what should they do? So it is the Hyperfast Wealth Summit. So I believe the URL for that is hfwsummit.com. So if you go there, you know, I think you can register to to see the ticket options. And then we, we have a free virtual event we're going to do before then as well. So if you, if you register just to see the ticket options for that, you'll, you'll get invited to that virtual event as well. Very cool. Well, Dan, this has been very interesting. Thank you very much for sharing some of your experience and, and a little bit about what's all around with this boutique condo conversion idea. I think it's a great one. And I think, you've, yeah, you found a really sweet spot there. Too big for the little guys, too little for the big guys, just like Goldilocks, just right, right? Not too hot, not too cold, just right. So that's that's perfect. So keep up the good work. Thank you. And if, if your listeners want to connect, another way is just on Instagram. I do respond to my DMs. My my handle is the Dan Lesniak. So it's just the plus my name. Perfect. Very good, Dan. Thank you very much. Thank you. I appreciate being on the show. My pleasure. All right, everybody, take care. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Well, hey there. Thanks for tuning into the Property Profits Podcast. If you like this episode, that's great. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes. Give us a good review. That'd be awesome. I appreciate that. And if you're looking to attract investors and raise capital for your deals, then I'm going to invite you to get a complimentary copy of my newest book right back there. There it is. The Money Partner Formula. You can get a PDF version at Investor Attraction Book. Dot com. Again, investorattractionbook.com. Take care.